0: Accelerating your fandom,
1: this is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, a fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and spoilers for the hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Beau.
0: And I'm Bell.
1: Bell, man, how you doing tonight?
0: I'm doing not too bad. Uh, how about yourself, after... Notwithstanding all the uh issues and problems getting the show starting.
1: Yeah. You know, as you may or may not know, we we actually do broadcast this show live every single Wednesday night uh after or is this Thursday? This is Wednesday. Every single Wednesday night after Arrow at eight AM Central Standard Time. And eight
0: A.M. Wow,
1: man. (laughs) Eight PM uh eight PM Central Standard Time after Arrow and uh it's a lot of fun, but you know, with this new Apple OS ten ten or, or whatever it's called, it, it reset all by audio plugins, and we actually ended up starting the show, and nobody could hear us. But uh, we <laughs> we seem to have everything up and going. Everything appears to be recording correctly, which means that uh, if you're hearing this in the podcast form, uh, everything went on without a hitch. So here's here's pulling for that.
0: And if you're hearing this not in the podcast form, then you must be some kind of weird psychic who can hear the internet.
1: It's it's possible, man. That's that would be a cool meta meta ability right there.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Wait, man. Uh, before we get started, I got to tell you, <laughs> I got to share a little something something with you, man. We had a, a an appointment today, my wife and I. Okay. And And uh, let's just say that our cupboard is uh, we are we are fresh out of sugar and spice and everything nice.
0: Oh, I see. Yeah. Excellent. Well, uh, congratulations. Yeah, man.
1: We're uh, we're excited. The uh, so we did find out we got a little girl on the way and. Uh, I'm uh, I'm pumped, man. It's gonna be uh, gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, this will be our second girl, so I'm um, kind of got the, the the dad thing down with uh, with little girls. But the funny thing is, uh, is, along with getting this great news, we also today is my wife's birthday, so we uh, watched Frozen for the first time. Oh, okay. And I got to tell you, I, I I didn't get it before because I hadn't really watched it, but that movie is incredible.
0: I I hear a lot of good things about it, but I just I hadn't watched it yet.
1: And all I could say is I want killer frost to sing let it go from frozen at some point in the lifespan of the flash.
0: <laughs> see, <laughs> I've never heard that song because I haven't seen Frozen yet, but I wish everyone would just let it go. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm um,
1: Once you see it, I look, get I was getting sick of the song hearing people sing it and everything, but then when I actually saw it in the movie context, let me just say there was some man tears rolling down. I I I got it.
0: When I hear like I don't know how the song goes, but every time I, I think about how it goes. Let it my go,
1: head, let it go. No, 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 no,
0: no, 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 that's not it. It oh, goes. Okay. It's like let it snow, but it's let it go. Oh. Let it go, let it go, let it go. Weather outside is frightful. Oh, Let's man. build a snowman. And uh, and if you don't want to, something I don't know. Let it go. Yeah, There
1: well, uh, you go. Know, uh, hey, but <laughs>
0: that's uh, getting cut.
1: Thank you for that. You know what? Here's the thing, man. We've we've uh I, we've gotten some feedback that people wish that we were a little bit more looser and conversational, like we are in panel to screen. So, uh, tonight I'm I'm gonna be a little bit more laid back as we go through, and uh, we're still. I mean, obviously, we're gonna talk a ton of flash, man. After this last past episode, but we'll get that in that in a second. Uh, but first, thank you everybody in the chat who's throwing their congratulations for uh, for our big news on on this side of the mic, and uh, man, I really appreciate that. That that's 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 awesome. All right, Bell, anything else you can think of before we jump into this?
0: So as you may or may not know, and you should know if you listen to this podcast, we do also a webcomic called The Brogues. And it's super awesome, and I draw it, and and, and Mr. York over here writes it. And you guys should check it out. So go to www.thebrogues.com and uh, check it out. It's it's a fun little webcomic. I think you guys will like it. The The
1: rundown. Rundown. Episode 5, Plastique, directed by Dermot Downs and the story by Bell.
0: Aaron Helbing, Todd Helbing, and Brooke uh, Elkmeyer.
1: Bell, what happened this episode?
0: So, a new metahuman appears in Central City with the ability to turn anything they touch into an explosive. Barry is able to discover that uh, the metahuman, Bet-San-Suchi, or Suki? Suki. (laughs) Suki. Bette Sansuki is a former military explosives expert who was changed by the particle accelerator when it bonded bomb shrapnel in her body on a cellular level. Uh, as General Wade Eiling hunts for Bet. Barry brings her to Star Labs where the team explains to her that now she uh, how she got her powers. Unfortunately, they cannot reverse the process. Uh, and while the team is away, Dr. Wells convinces Bet to kill Eiling so that he cannot exploit any metahumans. Barry races to stop her, but Bet sets off several bombs around Eiling and his men. Uh, Eiling manages to shoot Bet which causes her body to turn into a massive bomb. Barry speeds off with Bette's body and drops it in the river to save the city from the explosion. General Eiling visits Dr. Wells, demanding that they work together, as they did in the past, to collect the metahumans. Uh, Dr. Wells refuses and warns Eiling never to return to Star Labs.
1: You know what I love about this show is thus far, and I, you know, correct me if I'm wrong here, but every single metahuman that we've seen has not been kind of a, you know, uh, let's make something up. They've They've actually used characters from the comic books.
0: Yeah, that's a nice thing uh, because you have just a huge, huge collection of characters to use. And it's a shame when shows don't take advantage of that because they're like, oh, well, you know, we can't do this. We can't do that. But like this, this the Flash has no reservations about that. They're bringing in characters from all over the place.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They are. And I'm, I'm stoked about it. You know, as we were watching this episode and kind of sitting down and getting getting into it, you know, I'm I'm really digging the fact that. You know, we, we get to see something we haven't ever seen before in that Barry brings his Star Lab friends together with Iris and, uh, and Pretty Ricky. And so we get the chance to see uh, Barry slamming the, uh, slamming the drinks. Now, I feel like I've seen you do shots at that speed, and you don't even have access to the speed force.
0: Well, I, I have access to the alcohol force. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's a little bit different, but it allows you to consume alcohol very fast.
1: Fortunately for you, it, it has the reverse effect that it has on Barry.
0: Yeah, where he doesn't get drunk at all. I get super drunk.
1: <laughs> I do got, you know, you do have to wonder as much as, you know, I mean, obviously uh, we are we are no stranger to adult beverages here on this show, but I mean, you know, he was like, he was really stressed out that he could not get drunk.
0: Well, I, you know, I don't blame him because, you know, there's, it's, it's self-medication, right? You know, you, you got loose for a little bit. He's always saving people and he's always pretty, you know, uptight, right? So like, that's an opportunity for him to kind of just, you know, get out of his element and loosen up a little bit when you can't even do that that would be miserable dude
1: yeah no i get that he mentioned he makes mention of the fact that he's only 25 and his drinking days are over but uh i did think it was a little funny i was like all right well i didn't know barry was such a fan of the booze that uh you know it was such a major loss that he couldn't get drunk
0: well you know he didn't drink before he was 21
1: well of course not not barry i mean he did have that one cigarette maybe he had a uh maybe he had one shot
0: uh yeah <laughs> That's why. That's what I'm thinking. Like when he turned 21, he was like, "I'm I can drink now. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna go crazy." Yeah. <laughs> so he spent four years as like a raging alcoholic, and now he's like, "Well, I can't drink anymore. So that solves that problem." Oh, there you go,
1: <laughs> man. I, I know it's jumping ahead to the end, but the whole solution for that, where uh, you know, Caitlin actually invents an alcohol that's what did she say, like 5,000 proof?
0: Uh, she said 500 proof. Yeah. That's just like drinking 500 proof shots, and I mean, like you know, Bacardi 151.
1: Yeah, I got to tell you, man. I got I got a little freaked out when they clinked glasses for the toast. Like, all right, don't let that splash in your drink because I'm pretty sure that'll kill you
0: instantly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> your liver will explode
0: at the speed of light. Yeah.
1: And okay, so the back to the you know they're they're hanging out. Everybody's kind of getting along. Uh, it does kind of seem like a a clash of two worlds, right? I mean, you don't necessarily seeing Iris and the type of person that she is, uh, you know, hanging out with the nerdy types, right?
0: yeah she she's less of she's more of a popular kid more of a sosh
1: she's just sosh i like that yeah. uh granted she's getting her nerd on i mean after all she's committing a ton of time for a uh an, you know building up this uh this fan service site for the flash which by the way i mean who who wastes their time doing that right
0: i mean only morons would you know who who would give up
1: hours their of their team. life to the flash <laughs> you know just putting just putting just fandom out on the internet like that crazy stuff come on iris yeah. who does that
0: i uh, mean and who draws comics like around you know his enemies and it puts it in a webcomic form called the brogues www.thebrogues.com
1: nice shameless but nice <laughs> but yeah man so but you know aside from the fact that it, she is starting to kind of let that geek flag fly a little bit with her fandom for the streak uh you know she, she's not really a nerd and so even though they are kind of all hanging out it's nice that she makes the comment like well they saved your life so you know to me they're the coolest people that are out there
0: she's kind of oblivious to everything it seems yeah like, oh yeah, these are nerds. I would never hang out with them, but they save your life, so they're cool. Oh, you've loved me for your entirety of your life, and I don't pick up on it because Detective Pretty Boy. I guess I don't know, but
1: you know, yeah. one one thing that kind of I, I don't know it rubbed me the wrong way is Caitlin makes a uh, a comment about this the fact that oh, did that come off to Felicity when she was talking about Detective Pretty Boy? Do you remember that?
0: Yeah, yeah. When she says they're sitting there talking about Eddie, and then she says, yeah, he's so hot, and she's like, oh, did that come off to Felicity?
1: Yeah, I, I I don't know how I felt about that because a lot of people are already taking her character to be the, you know, kind of the quote unquote Felicity character. And I've shut it down immediately because they're two very, very different characters. And on the one hand, I mean, that's that's a good thing. I've, I mean, I've said on the show that I I would love Felicity to come over to the, you know, to the Flash. But I really like, you know, I, I think that we need her to be her own character. She's got a whole different path ahead of her. And so yeah. her being kind of the uptight you know, ice cold nerd, like that's what she needs to be. I don't want a bubbly, you know, uh, quick-witted pop culture reference here, pop culture reference there. I I want Caitlyn really to be her own character and to not just be a a Felicity clone.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, and and, and she still has that sort of uptight kind of nerdy behavior going on when, you know, she carries around a blood kit. In her purse. That's a little creepy, yeah? Yeah, slightly weird. Like, you have
1: your hobbies. It's like, no, nah, not like that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I'm, I'm assuming, like, you know, if they do make those characters kind of more similar until the point where the inevitable happens, we all know what's going to happen. Mm, but uh, I don't. But I'll, I'll avoid it for spoilers' sake. If anybody's going to be the Felicity character on the Flash right now, it should be Cisco.
1: Well, but that's what I'm saying, man. I don't think there needs to be a Felicity character. I, I would like Felicity on the show. I don't want a Felicity character on the show.
0: Yeah, I agree. But if they're going to do it, it, it should be Cisco. And I, not-
1: I see what you're saying. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I mean, what what is the Felicity character really? I mean, that's that's the voice of the fans, right? We should we uh, she makes the references that that are kind of almost you know fourth wall breaking. She. Uh, she's kind of put in this world that, that, you know, at first seems beyond her. And and then she kind of grows into it. We, the audience are kind of thrust into the story in the similar fashion that she is with Cisco. He's much more tied to, you know, the geek core, right? He's constantly creating names for all these guys. And, uh, you know, he's geeking out about the gadgets. And by the way, dude, it exploded (laughs) the suit. Oh, Yeah. (laughs) That was hilarious, man. I busted out laughing when he was like, where's my suit? And he's like, dude, it exploded.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he was not very happy about that either.
1: Oh, uh-uh, man. That was great.
0: It's but- like you have three of them. Two now. And that one was my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> they look
1: exactly the same. Although, actually, there is slight difference. I don't know if you noticed this, but the, uh, the face mask is, is slightly different on the second one.
0: Oh, no, I didn't notice that.
1: Yeah. So a slight tweak. Who knows what? Maybe that third one will, um, will be completely different altogether. Who knows? but but clearly he's been tweaking them along in the, in the back end.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he, you know, adds little upgrades here and there as they come across and find new things that they need.
1: So Plastique, they bring her in, you know, and we find out that she gains her powers specifically because she was in Central City during the time of the explosion, which answers a question that we had for the longest time is, you know, do you need to be in the proximity of the blast in order to gain some form of meta ability? And it looks like that's the direction they're going to go in.
0: Yeah, because the uh, I was kind of hoping that they'd show a full blast radius because when he's sitting there explaining to her, right. okay, you know, you were in the city ten months ago, and they show the little particle accelerator computer screen image of it expanding out. Yeah, it doesn't cover the whole city, but I know it covers the whole city. But oh, I, well, I would like to see, you know, like the full extent of it, you know?
1: Right. Well, I don't know if you noticed, and I might, I might need to go back and rewatch this, but you get the big blast radius, but there was also like a ring, like almost like there was a pulse wave that went out beyond it. Yeah. And so I'm wondering if, and, and what I kind of hope for is that because of whatever was released, it's actually gone across kind of the human population and in certain individuals, you know, either, either currently or latently activating a metagene that's there. We've got a lot of characters within the context of this show and also over at Arrow that, you know, are potentially anyway destined to become metahumans. I mean, I'm I'm thinking very specifically about uh, Black Canary. You know, when they introduced the canary um, with this kind of character that they uh, created of of Sarah, uh, who would ultimately be replaced by the, the kind of the quote unquote true Black Canary, they gave her a device which basically mimicked the canary's cry, which is kind of her ultrasonic, you know, scream. Yeah. But now that we actually have the Black Canary coming into her own, it would be great, especially you know, with metahumans being out there, for her to have this metagene activated in her. And I would, you know, I don't think that she needs to be, I would hope that she does not need to be in Central City for that to
0: happen. Well, do you think it'll be one of those things where it's going to activate a metagene that's going to give her the scream or the, the canary cry? Or is it going to be something that... She has the device on her that her sister used, and then she gets hit by the wave, and all of a sudden those powers merge.
1: You know, it's it's the it's the Smallville formula, which is is what they're using right now, right? Essentially, back then it was, you know, whatever you were doing, whatever was next to you, plus kryptonite equals your power, and so it's it's very similar here. Whatever you were doing or whatever was next to you during the explosion, um, is you know essentially whatever your power is. And I just, you know, I think that that's fine to some extent, but aside from the fact that we get crazy science that tries to explain it, but doesn't really explain it, I, I think it would be just, I would actually be more susceptible to the idea that, you know, there is something inside you. I mean, like mutants, right? Like the X-Men, yeah. you know, there, it wasn't like Wolverine like was next to a something that was regenerating his arm when all of a sudden a nuclear blast caused him to become a mutant. He was, he was born that way. And so I I would actually like the idea of everybody, all these humans have this metagene inside them. And just because of what was released, it activated that metagene and gave them power over fire or power over lightning or, you know, what have you. So, yeah,
0: I prefer that approach as well. Just it just makes more story sense, I guess, because you don't have to sit there and come up with crazy situations. Oh, well, this guy was standing next to a nuclear reactor when the particle beam went off and then he ate a you know grilled cheese sandwich so now he's radioactive grilled cheese man (laughs) yes
1: now see that's a rogue actually (laughs)
0: radioactive grilled cheese man yeah Yeah.
1: actually i'd pit him against the uh, the turtle man i bet you the radioactive grilled cheese man would actually win in all fairness
0: it's like those those threads you ever see on the internet where it's like uh the the first item immediately to your left and this and the first item immediately to your right as you're sitting down at your computer are the weapons that you have for a zombie apocalypse sure and and like that's what it seems like they're doing with this. And I I don't really like that because I'm looking to my my left right now and there's a T-shirt to my right there's a pair of socks. So I'd be like T-shirt and socks man.
1: All right. So to my left I've got a book of matches and to my right I've got a coffee mug. So I am uh, the flaming coffee mug. <laughs> I will burn you with my coffee of
0: fire. Yeah. I can I can smell bad and clothe you.
1: There you go. That's that's what we got. Uh, yeah, we got in the, in the couch, <laughs> Matt, SC in the, uh, in the chat saying he got uh, couch potato, man. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. Um, all right. So, you know, one way or the other, I think that there's room to kind of expand what happens, you know, whether or not that, that ring, that pulse that went out actually has something to do with that, or if it has something to do with, you know, another portal that might have opened. I mean, they did mention a whole cocktail of things that happened in the midst of that explosion. So there is room for some evolution.
0: I think. Well, yeah. I mean, like like you said, you know, there's the explosion, there's the ring that went out, but you also see these little blobs of yellow energy on the screen, right? So, you know, yeah, there, you know, there, there's well, we'll have to see how they go and yeah. how they take it. Yeah,
1: absolutely. But plastic overall, I mean, you know, she uh, she has a, an effect on our boy Cisco. He uh, he's a bit smitten.
0: You know, what's funny about that was he was trying to play an awkward nerd, but I don't think <laughs> he's ever been an awkward nerd before because I'm an awkward nerd, especially around girls. And I'm not that awkward <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I'm pretty damn awkward.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's Cisco, man. He takes, he takes the nerd factor to a whole new level. It's, it's part, it's part of why, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I went back and forth on being able to vibe with him or not. Pun intended, oh, oh, oh. pun intended uh i mean because honestly it's like it's sometimes it's like oh i totally get this i'm totally like this and it's sometimes like come on dude you know
0: yeah no no because no. we talked about this yeah we talked about this before and so far i've vibed with vibe so uh we, or i've vibed with cisco fine up until last night's episode where i was like dang Yeah. <laughs> yeah. and it was just that one awkward scene where he's like you know We've met a lot of metahumans, but none that look like you. That was awkward. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Playing it cool. Playing it cool. Yeah. All right. So Cisco and uh, and Caitlin get a chance to actually experiment on somebody other than Barry, which is exciting for them. Um, unfortunately, it's a completely different setup with Caitlin or with Plastique really wanting to, you know, abolish her powers as opposed to just learn to control them. Now, it's interesting because in the midst of kind of all these things that are going on, Barry has to deal with uh, his relationship with Iris and Iris creating this blog. And through that interaction, we get some really awesome stuff. Of course, we've already seen the face blur, but dude, the vocal cords.
0: And Papa Allen.
1: Busted out laughing.
0: Papa West, dude, I love him. Yeah. He he is so convincing. (laughs) He is the best character on this show.
1: Papa Joe, like, that's that's what I love, man. That they... First of all, the actors, the the creators of the show, they get it. They know what they're doing bad. And, and in the midst of like a scene like that where, you know, Barry kind of shows off the oh, this is my boy. I could do with my voice, you know, like and he just starts busting out laughing. That's awesome because well, like, the, they're geeking out about it, dude.
0: Yeah. Well, there's two things. There's two things in this episode that just reaffirmed my love. For Papa Joe, and the first one was uh, we we talked about Smallville earlier, how like you know the the Kryptonite plus whatever you're doing makes a thing, and like yeah. the you know Freak of the Week, we talked about that in the past. But Papa Joe shows up, Two Star Labs, and they're talking about, yep, we got a uh, metahuman on our hand who uh, can turn stuff into bombs, and he's like, must be Tuesday, <laughs> must be Tuesday <laughs> Central in Central City. City. I was like, yes. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I love that. So, it's like so self-aware and it's 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 perfect it's perfect
1: i gotta tell you that comment actually made me think back to an episode of buffy uh i think it was actually the musical episode where uh where buffy the vampire slayer makes a comment about her sister being kidnapped and she goes hmm dawn's in trouble must be tuesday yeah. <laughs> but i love that man you're you're exactly right that self-aware humor especially when you've got like a smash hit like on your hands with this it's just it's a it's a blast man everybody's having fun with it from every single angle Uh, But but getting back to kind of that Iris Berry thing, man, they they're meeting up on the rooftop. I don't know if you noticed, but it reminded me a lot of the Lois Superman from the uh, the original Superman movie.
0: Uh, That's all I was thinking was Lois Superman in that kind of not necessarily from the first Superman movie, but just the whole infatuation. And uh, I guess like, yeah, it was very Superman ish.
1: Completely different context, of course, you know, in that one, it was a legitimate interview and Superman rather, it was a, it was kind of a legitimate interview. And, you know, he was sharing information about himself here. The flash is actually being very forward and very specific saying, don't do this. You're hurting me. And actually, I mean, through that whole interaction actually kind of turned Iris into a bit of a villain. Like the flash is actually saying that everything that she is doing is causing him problems. And she's basically saying, well, tough, I'm going to still do it.
0: Yeah, you know, that that was the thing that I just didn't get about her. That whole situation, you know, Barry's like, you don't need to do this. And then the Flash even tells her, you don't need to do this. And then she's like, well, I'm doing it for Barry. And Barry's like, finally he comes out and he's talking to her. And he's like, look, I put this all behind me. Of course, he's lying. But, you know, I put this all behind me. Stop doing this. And she's like, nope, still can't do it. Puts a big rift in their friendship because of that.
1: So frustrating, man. I, you know, I, I like Iris, but I'm just really... You know, I'm a little she's, confused.
0: I don't know, she's like way too naive almost.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, but what that whole scene, you know, going back to the Papa Joe and Barry thing where he's like, well, that, you know, that's not all you haven't told her. And he's like, is it that obvious? Uh, yeah. Except, yeah. With, you know, Iris. <laughs>
0: yeah. Except for the one person who it shouldn't be obvious to, it should not be obvious to.
1: I will say that whole exchange between Papa Joe and Barry about the Iris relationship helped me out because last time we recorded you know we talked about how they almost were getting to kind of a you know a Skywalker Lannister type uncomfortableness to it mm-hmm. um where they were really driving home the brother and sister feel between these two characters but the fact that Joe is aware and he's actually telling Barry you know to to go for it makes me feel a little bit more like okay these are friends he was just kind of you know he was kind of boarding up at their house and yes Joe was a father figure to him but you know, they were they were all it's it's not that close of a family unit that it would be awkward if those two actually had a relationship.
0: Right. And that's exactly the that's exactly the thing is that Joe is a father figure. He never adopted Barry. You know, I, I, at least I don't think he did.
1: No, I, 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 I'm almost positive he did not.
0: Yeah. So he he's basically a surrogate father for Barry. So he's living with his friend and his friend's dad who is acting as a surrogate father. There, right. There's no like brother sister kind of stuff going on there, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I do It's like if you have a
0: next door neighbor, like you grew up with your next door neighbor. Yes. Yes. You know, you might, you might be really, really close. You might view yourself as, you know, we're totally, you know, brother from another mother kind of thing, but there's nothing wrong being romantically involved with a neighbor that you grew up with.
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, you get stuck in the friend zone more than likely, but, uh, but if you actually are able to get romantically involved, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, the Flash actually, Barry gets a chance to really bust out his skills, not only with the awesome vocal cord uh, augmentation, but also uh, we get to see him do two things he hasn't done before, running up a building and running on water.
0: I love the bit where Caitlin's like, running on water, you know, you share sure some, uh, <laughs> what does she say? She says- uh, It's like, so
1: you can walk on water now, that's uh, that's not bad company to be in, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that I thought was funny is each time before before going up the building and before running across the water, he asked the question, how fast do I have to run in order to make this happen? Which is a cool moment because it gives everybody a chance to kind of do the math. And then, of course, you see uh, Wells, you know, basically just burst up, burst out the number without having to do the math because he already knows. Yeah. But what good yeah, does it help Barry to know that? I mean, like, does, is he like internally clocking himself does he have any kind of knowledge of all right right now i'm going you know three three thousand miles an hour
0: no i think what it is and i think it's a very very interesting way that they've shown this i, I think that the whole purpose of that is to illustrate to the audience that he's not 100 percent comfortable with his power yet right so he keeps asking them it's like how fast do i have to do to to do this because he's not confident yet in his ability to do it. So they had to tell him, it's like, if you can run that fast, he's like, well, I can run that fast, so I can do that.
1: Oh, um, I see what you're saying.
0: Yeah, yeah, because he, he's not 100% uh, secure. With the fact that he can do that, so when they tell him how fast he can go, then he can just do it. But like if he's just looking at this thing, he doesn't know anything about, you know, the physics behind it, all that kind of stuff. He he needs that like push from his team.
1: Right, right.
0: So I think eventually what's going to happen is something is going to happen, and they're gonna be like you gotta, you know, he's like you gotta run really fast. We'll do the calculations. It's like I don't need the calculations, and he just bam does it. And yeah, goes, oh that's that would- that's gonna be the breaking, not the breaking point, but like the. The full on flash moment.
1: Oh, that's that's great. No, I'd I'd love to see that. And it that makes sense to me now. Almost like he, he knows what his maximum is. So they're calculating to see if it's within his limits, and that's then he knows he can he can make it happen. I will say there's a great moment though when uh Caitlin just says to him, You know what? Just run really fast and you'll be fine. And I kind of felt like that should probably be your self motto throughout everything. Barry, <laughs> just just run really fast and, and you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. But I gotta talk about plastique though. Yeah, do it. So as far So for all the rogues so far, I think so far, Plastique has been the weakest. Plastique not, is not, not rogues,
1: yeah, I was about to say, she's not technically a rogue.
0: Not, not rogue, sorry. Of all, of all the, the villains slash baddies slash freak the weeks or whatever that we've had so far, Plastique, definitely the weakest.
1: When you say weak, do you mean, I mean, because being able to throw something that explodes and then also being able to go nuclear yourself at post-mortem.
0: Sorry, not talking about power set, talking about as far as like uh, acting and stuff goes. Okay. Gotcha. Like she was spot on in certain parts and then other parts I felt were kind of, kind of weak.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I hear you and I guess it would have bothered me more if, you know, she didn't uh, quite literally go up in flames. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I I don't know, man. I I think that she was, she was mostly to kind of almost serve a purpose, right. To kind of get the story moving, to show us that, uh, that not only team flash is aware of what's going on with metahumans, And also that there are people that are out there, you know, every single, every single metahuman we've seen thus far has been a villain other than Barry. And so you have somebody plastique who is in kind of this gray zone and, uh, and yeah, she, she kind of offers up the potential that metahumans maybe are not, you know, maybe it's not all about, you know, rounding them up and throwing them in the basement.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and she was definitely necessary for that uh, to kind of, you know, Hey, not all these people are bad. So she serves that purpose And you know it sucks to see them kill off characters every episode, but well,
1: at the same time, yeah, and I hear what you're saying because because you weren't fond of the actress per se. But I got to tell you, man, the fact that she did die, I think, opens up some interesting things. I started to realize some things going on with Harrison Wells this episode that I really, I think, I'd been circling around, but hadn't quite put my finger on, such as well. Okay, so we know that obviously we. We've seen that uh, he's got some ulterior motives going on. We've uh, been very vocal in, in our theory that uh, he is Ebarhan. and I'm not necessarily backtracking on that. I still think that that's there's some some you know weight to that theory. But I'm starting to cut to see this world that we're viewing through his eyes more so than I have before. In that, he is actually engaging with an alternate like he's actually creating an alternate present, right? OK, so like imagine, Bell, if you um, let's. All right. So so let's say that you're a fan of reading Flash comics and you get the opportunity to step into that universe before the Flash even becomes the Flash. And, you know, let's say let's say that Barry Allen never came back to life in the comics and you really want Barry Allen. You know, you never thought he should have died in the crisis. So basically what you want to do is everything in your power to make sure that Barry doesn't die in the crisis, but he's still your hero. So you want to make sure that he does occur which means you do everything in your power that even though you're in this world and as a butterfly effect, things are going to change. You still want to affect things that you like in certain ways. Ergo, you still create the, you, you ensure that the flash happens by creating him rather than, you know, altering the butterfly effect, thus, you know, possibly wiping him out from history. And at the same time, you know, Knowing that the Flash would have to face villains like Captain Cold, you get Cold's gun and you keep it under lockdown never to be let out because you don't want that villain to be challenging the Flash. Or you know that there's a supervillain named Gorilla Grodd and you shut down the program that is trying to give that gorilla you know, brain-altering, mind-reading, and mind-controlling abilities uh, to ensure that he never becomes a supervillain.
0: Yeah, but then he also says I've got other plans for you.
1: He's got no, he says I've got another future for you, which right. basically means in uh, this is what I'm thinking, in Wells's time, Gorilla Grodd becomes a supervillain. Wells doesn't want him to become a supervillain. So his other his alternate future for Grodd is to just be a gorilla. However, you and I both know that's not going to happen cuz Grodd busted out of there as soon as uh you know, as soon as the explosion went down.
0: Yeah, and you know the, uh, you know, they, they started putting me in talks for, uh, being Gorilla Grodd. Well, so you we, know, I didn't know if you wanted to talk know.
1: about that. I mean, I, you know, we, we saw in the, the teaser, Oh My Grodd, we got a chance to see, you know, him. I didn't know if that was motion capture or if they actually had you in a gorilla suit, but, uh, do you want to, do you want to talk about that a little bit?
0: Well, I, I'm, I'm not really allowed to say until, you know, my full screen uh, presentage, I guess you could say that's a really neat way to say presentation. Okay. Um, So it's a little bit, you know, lock and key can't really talk too much about it. So uh, but it's it's yeah. Yeah. So all you CW executives who are guests in our chat, uh, just, you know, remember that uh, lips are sealed.
1: Right. Yeah. We let's just say let's say, (laughs) you know, we can't confirm nor deny that uh, that you have some involvement in this guerrilla grad. We'll just we'll we'll, we'll just put it out like that. How about that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that.
1: But, But we we can definitely, definitely not confirm that. Or not yes. but we we can definitely not confirm that.
0: Yeah, um, and, and you guys can't prove it either. So there. There you go. That's right.
1: <laughs> That's right. Yeah, let's edit IMDb. Do we still have an account with IMDb? <laughs> I, I, I think we do. <laughs> Might have to make that happen. Uh, no, man. So, uh, dude, oh my god, we like we, we start getting the uh, the seeds for uh, for Gorilla Grot. In fact, when they first mentioned it, when Eileen comes in and they start talking about you know trying to create. Uh, augments something. I can't remember exactly what they said, but something about mind control. I thought Grodd, that's why they've got, that's what Grodd's doing in the, uh, in star labs. He has something to do with this mind control thing. And of course yeah. we get the big reveal at the end.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I, it took me a second to, to piece it together when they're, I, cause my, my DVR. Oh my gosh, dude, I recorded it on Tuesday. Uh, cause I couldn't watch it live. And right. so I'm, I'm playing it back and it was the worst recording that I've ever had on my DVR. Like oh, the man. audio was screwed up. The video was screwed up and I was missing like the last 15, 20 minutes of the show was just like eh, 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 and like crappy, you know, artifacts and stuff. At one point the screen literally looked like the matrix. Oh, it was Harrison man. Wells face. And then all these green blocks appeared like kind of rained down the screen and then he popped back. So I missed <laughs> a lot of stuff from the end of that episode. So I'm going to have to watch it in some other, uh, some other way because my DVR is like screwed now, I guess. right. Um, but yeah, so I missed a bunch of that stuff, but I, I was able to pick up pieces here and there. But so they did talk about mind control.
1: Oh, yeah, man. it was. But it was quick. It was It was early on, and, and it was just real quick. And obviously, it's whatever they were doing to Grodd had to do with whatever Eiling was driving towards. Eiling wants some sort of super soldier type program, uh, which actually works out well with Eiling's ultimate fate. I don't know if they'll end up going there with the whole Shaggy Man thing, but um, it'll be interesting to
0: see. Yeah.
1: By the way, loved that. uh, Who was it that that played Eiling? I know we've talked about him back in season zero when he was a first cast.
0: Uh, He's the same guy in Pineapple Express who says, illegal.
1: Let's see. Chat room. uh, If if you can pull up the actor, I'm going to pull it up in IMDb. Clancy Brown. Chris. Chris in the chat is, uh, is reminding us. Clancy Brown. Man, dude, that is a spot on for Eiling. Love that character. Love that actor.
0: Yeah, he did a really good job
1: you get this whole government versus heroes i mean that's not necessarily the most original you know plot line but it is something it, there's a reason why it it's uh you know it's a study in comic books is because in the world that we live in uh you know we live in a very you know uh scared of what we don't know and what we can't control type of world and so you have kind of the the organizations out there that are you know me- meant to keep things in order and then you have something like metahumans that is so disorderly And you have somebody like Eiling, who we don't know this Eiling's past or anything like that, or really what drives him. Um, But somebody who is going to go on his impact on what's going on is going to be crucial. It's going to be huge. And I think that when we get to probably late this season, maybe season two, and the basement is filled up with metahumans, Eiling's going to come a in, and he is going to start collecting whatever's down there.
0: Yeah, that's going to be really interesting to see that fold, or not fold out, uh, see that pan out. Uh, just because he's super into metahumans and they're going to have a lot of metahumans. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is though, is that it sets up a really kind of sticky situation because Harrison Wells straight, straight up just threatens his life. He says, I'm not just going to end your career. Like I'm going to kill you. Yeah. It's basically what he oh, said. no! yeah.
1: Pretty much straight up. Yeah, Absolutely.
0: Yeah. He's like, when I it's like I will end you and I don't mean your career.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I clearly these two, I mean, you know, they've been working together before the explosion and, and, you know, that's not, you know, if, if Wells said that to most people, they either wouldn't get what he was, where he was coming from or would react, you know, freaked out because he just made a death threat on him. Eiling basically this was almost like business with usual. I mean, he knew, he knew that like Wells would do it too
0: which is why I don't think all the stuff that he's doing to protect Barry yeah. is from the interest of trying to actually save him.
1: You mean save Barry?
0: Yeah, like like all the you know he's saying like don't ever do anything like that. He's putting he, he puts out this air that he, you know, that he that he wants to protect Barry by killing these people and stuff like that. But I, I, I don't know. I it still just feels kind of false to me.
1: No, I, I, I still, I, man, I I'm holding to it. He, his end game is he wants, he wants to protect Barry. He's, he's trying to preserve him uh, to some point. And I would actually argue that I think that he's trying to preserve him to past the crisis. He either wants to throw it off to make sure it doesn't happen or ensure that Barry is strong enough to be able to live through it in some way. Um, by the way, I the guy uh, Clancy Brown Shawshank Redemption. Holy crap! Yeah, the guy that with the beers on the rooftop.
0: Yeah, and, and also the guy in Pineapple Express who says illegal.
1: Nah, I nah, 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 didn't watch Pineapple <laughs> Express. It's got that. It's got that kid in it. But um, and not only that, dude. He's actually he's gonna be Blackhand in Warcraft. The Warcraft movie. Oh really? Yeah. In fact, yeah. They just uh, they announced that at BlizzCon this last past year.
0: For mocap, uh, or, or voice, or both.
1: Both. Both. Mm, yeah. Nice. Leader of the Horde, or the original Horde, anyway. Nice, should be sweet. Uh, but yeah, man. So that's uh, that, that's some uh, pretty sweet stuff. So what do you think about this episode overall?
0: So overall, uh, despite some of the uh, a little bit of the acting that I that, that wasn't too convincing for me, and, and that's not to say that I think she did a bad job overall. I think she did a good job overall. There there, there were definitely uh, uh, hits, but there are a couple misses as well. But that aside, really good episode. I like the Papa Joe moments. Uh, I liked the uh, the Iris Barry moments. Uh, very painful to watch, which, mm, I mean, yeah, that's, good the, TV, you know? that, yeah. that's good TV, you
1: know? That's good TV. When he says, you know, basically, I don't think that we should hang out anymore. That was a, a strong moment for Barry. I actually really, really liked that. I know it was the kind of whole, to some extent, it's the whole I'm protecting you thing. But I really think that's him standing out and being like, look, you're not listening to me. You don't care about my feelings no matter what you say. And, you know, you're not appreciating me in the way that I that I appreciate you. And so I'm, I mean, that's a strong move for Barry to step away from that friendship, at least for a while.
0: Yeah. I was pretty much almost convinced that he was going to tell her, but <laughs> just like the look on his face, because lying to her hurts him so bad. Oh yeah. And that whole scene was like super, super hard for him. Yeah. And that's what made it so great. And and the whole, you know, Papa Joe Barry moments, gosh, just so, yeah, it was a great episode overall. And and Grodd, I mean, come on.
1: Oh my god.
0: News Flash.
1: All right, man. We got a little bit of news that's going on. Of course, we were gone this last past week, so stuff was happening.
0: Uh yeah, so uh Luke Roderick is to play Jason Roosh, uh, who is the modern day Firestorm on the Flash.
1: Yeah, which is awesome, man, because I mean, uh, this, this kind of adds the question of who, when it's all said and done, will actually be the two components that make up Firestorm. Will it, or, or maybe they'll go a different route and actually make them all three, uh, be it Professor Stein or, or Ronnie. So uh, pretty cool, awesome casting. Great to see what, what they do with that. You know, another thing that came out this week was the new Flash season promo called Chosen. Now, have you watched this thing?
0: No, I haven't. I, You know, I, I didn't hear about it. I, I think maybe I saw it on Facebook for a split second, but I hadn't seen it yet.
1: Okay, admittedly, it's a little spoilery. There's a lot of scenes that were in this last past episode but among other scenes, and I guess I'll mention it now instead of spoilers because, I mean, it was an official promo. You you get to see Harrison Wells in kind of the secret room talking to a holographic head. Like there's a face, a blue face, and he basically says that his greatest creation was the Flash or, or that, he created the, the, that he created the Barry Allen and it was his greatest creation or, or something of that nature. Mm. And when I saw that, that's when I was kind of like, huh. Why? Who? You know, if what and and kind of scratching my head, which is ultimately how I came to the conclusion. Oh, you know, this person from the future came back to the past, well before the Fat Flash existed, and the very fact that he's there means it's a ripple effect, and he's changing time. So the, it's important for him to actually create the Flash to ensure that the Flash actually happens. Now, whether or not they actually go that route, I don't know, but that's how I kind of reconciled everything in my head. But what so, are what are your thoughts on that? That you know revelation that that. Wells is actually talking to somebody else, and on top of that, he's actually claiming ownership of Barry.
0: Yeah, because that's interesting. Because you know, there, there's anytime you have time travel, you introduce a lot of, uh, oh gosh, what?
1: what Butterfly effect.
0: Causal paradox. Uh, paradox. There we go. That's the word. Yeah, uh, I was trying to use the bigger term, but uh, I, my brain doesn't work. So you have a lot of paradoxes, right? So he goes back in time, and. Normally, I guess what he's trying to do is he's trying to ensure that his going back in time isn't going to affect the creation of the Flash, how it happened originally. Right. So he builds this thing in order to create it, or he he builds this giant particle accelerator in order to ensure that it happens to you know. To, uh, I guess to offset the fact that he went back in time, which could potentially cause the thing never to happen or to happen to somebody else. Right. Or,
1: or somebody else in the original timeline built the particle, accelerator that went off and created metahumans. And, you know, Harrison Wells went back in time, killed that dude. And with all the knowledge of that guy's research from the past, basically lives out his life to some extent.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so he's, he's ensuring that Barry happens by taking a proactive effect so right, right. in the original timeline Harrison Wells didn't do anything with the flash but now he's gone back and created an alternate timeline where he is solely responsible for the flash becoming the flash
1: right that's that's my theory man so we'll see what we'll see what they go with that it, it's uh it's pretty cool hey another thing we got to mention too is that uh they've they've announced i guess this was maybe this was two episodes back or, or maybe even from the first and we haven't really talked about this but the there's the t in a flash weekly challenge where basically they're asking fans to uh, create a quick 15 second recap of that episode uh, on video be it you know acted out or drawn out or however you want to do it put it out there with the hashtag in a flash and uh, and you get featured on uh, on you know kind of a, a quick clip uh, in between the commercial breaks have you seen this I mean I know you, you've seen it when you've watched
0: it live yeah yeah I saw it when I watched it live. I remember seeing some of the uh little blips that they had that should be cool we should we should do something like that i
1: know i, I was thinking about that too like what we could do um well we'll just we'll have to consider it, it we maybe we could um well are you ready to to bring the brogues into animation <laughs>
0: <laughs> no <laughs> uh,
1: we could do we could do um south park style animation with the brogues yeah i don't know we'll we'll we we'll, can we'll think about it um, but one way or the other, that's, it's pretty cool. And, and we want to let you know, if you're listening to the show and you have, uh, you have actually won, uh, let us know. Cause we'd love to give you a shout out on the show and, uh, and be like, yeah, that's right. Flash TV talk listener. What up? And all that good stuff. <laughs> that's, that's how we be. And man, last but not least, uh, this is probably only going to appeal to a, a very select portion of our listeners who are tabletop gamers as you are, but tell us what's going on with Heroclix.
0: So you know, we always do uh, in in season zero. We always did the flash in the other media. Well, this is the epitome of flash and the other media. This is flash in the physical media, the three D realm, in the game HeroClix. So uh, HeroClix is a tabletop miniatures game, uh, and they just released a new set that's focused entirely on the flash. Uh, there's a couple sub sub themes in there, but the main themes are the flash family. So you can get all the flash, you know, flash family members. Also, the rogues are there. Uh, Trinity of Sin. There's a bunch of different dudes. I, I picked up my stuff the other day and. Just got a lot of cool miniatures in that set. It's really, really cool. If you guys play HeroClix and you like to flash, I suggest picking some up because they're beautiful models and uh, the rule set, all the new stuff that they have, looks really neat too.
1: Well, good stuff, man. Good stuff. HeroClix is cool. Um, I, you know, I'm not necessarily into it myself, but I think the figures are really sweet. So that's, uh, it's pretty sweet.
0: Yeah, they did a bunch of really cool stuff with these. Your thoughts, your comments, listener, listener feedback. These.
1: listener feedback comes to us from uh, Dallin Turner who says, I'm not 100% convinced that Harrison is really an older version of Barry from the future, but I don't want it, want you guys to so easily dismiss the theory. You said it couldn't happen because we saw Harrison stab somebody, something that according to you, meaning us, Barry would never do. But consider this. Currently in the new 52 comics, the main villain is the Flash as Barry Allen from the future, who is so twisted that he has been killing off the rogues and even attempting to to kill his past self um okay good uh good to know but uh he goes on everything is still too ambiguous to come to any conclusion and i imagine the flash like arrow will do everything that they can to lead us down a certain direction then suddenly swerve and to do something completely differently which is definitely how uh how they do it on arrow and i think that's that's pretty pretty much a fair prediction here all right so so Ah, uh, Bell. Let's let's give this a, a you know another go around. So Barry uh, Harrison Wells is actually Barry from the future.
0: Okay. So if he's Barry from the future, that could make sense because he's trying to protect himself. Uh, and if they did in the New Fifty Two, I mean, it, it's I mean we we got I mean we got to throw it up there as plausible. I mean, there's 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 uh, uh, canonical comic uh, representation of him doing that. So it's definitely an idea. I don't know. I I, I'm still in the Eobard Thawne camp personally, Yeah, but I don't know that that's, that's, that's starting to kind of, you know, it seems interesting.
1: I just don't think, you know, all right. So, so the idea is that in from what I'm reading here is that uh, the Barry from the future in the new 52, that he's, he's insane. And he's not only killing the rogues, but he's also trying to kill younger Barry. This is an, this is Harrison. Wells is killing people, not, you know, because necessarily he's crazy, although, I mean, he is, he's doing so very specifically because he wants to secure Barry. He wants to, he wants to protect him. And so if the idea is that, you know, he is Barry from the future, I might be able to buy Barry goes crazy and kills people. I might even buy Barry being pushed to kill. Maybe, I don't know if I like that idea, but I might be able to get there if I, if I had to. I don't buy that if he had to kill people, he would do so for his own self-preservation. You know what I mean?
0: Well, let me spin it this way for you. So this is just off the dome right here, thinking about this. So Flash, in the newspaper that we saw from the future, and in the, in the, in Harrison was a special room, right? Uh, said Flash is gone, missing in crisis, all that kind of stuff. So perhaps Flash goes missing, Iris dies. And so he feels responsible because whatever pulled him away, whatever happened to him that that prevented him from like dealing with this crisis caused his loved ones to die Mm. so he goes back in time to ensure that whatever it was that caused him to miss this crisis does not happen again so he's protecting himself he's protecting all this kind of stuff so that that doesn't happen again
1: hate to burst your bubble on that one but i'm pretty sure in that newspaper the byline was given to iris west
0: Oh, never mind. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I'm saying after, like, so. Sure. The, the newspapers probably talking about the crisis. I'm I'm sure it didn't talk about the resolution of the crisis.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll see. I, I uh, interesting theory. I like I said. I, I still just I, I don't believe that uh, he would do it. The other the other factor too is I just don't think that you know and and this is no slight to Tom Kavanaugh, but I don't think that Grant Gustin's going to look like Tom Kavanaugh in thirty years. Yeah. Probably not. I, I mean, you know.
0: I think Grant Gustin's gonna look exactly how he looks right now. I know clearly (laughs) that man does not age. He's
1: not gonna age at all. That's that exactly right then and there. That's how you know it's not Barry from the future. They would have just gotten Grant Gustin to play himself. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, He also goes on. This is again from Dal, and he says, "I also wanted to say that I've listened to twelve different podcasts dedicated to the CW's Flash, and there may be even more that I'm not or that are not easily accessible on iTunes. It's so nice to see so much excitement for the show, but I only need one podcast." So I gave them all a try and found you guys are the best. So keep up the good work, and I continue to share my comic book knowledge and theories with you. Uh, Dallin, man, that's awesome. We love it. Uh, hey, look, it doesn't matter how out there or crazy a theory might be. We want to hear from you guys. So throw them our way. We promise, you know, even if we disagree with you, we'll 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 give you we'll, we'll give it a we'll give it the good old honest college try for you know piecing it together.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, you guys listen to my crazy theories. I mean, return the favor. <laughs> there you go.
1: There you go. Um, and I tell you what. Let's uh, let's save this one for next week. Let's do that. All we're, right. we're, we're kind of running late tonight. That we are. Of course, you can send uh, different feedback, thoughts, and theories, and everything else. You can follow us on Facebook. We're at Flash TV Talk. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter. We're at Flash TV Talk.
0: And if 140 characters isn't enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at Flash at Pottery That's P-O-D-A-S-T-E-R-Y dot com.
1: <laughs> for the latest news and daily discussions on all things Flash, be sure to like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Flash TV talk.
0: And also be sure to check out our parent show panel to screen. For this week, we talk about all sorts of crazy, awesome comic book news.
1: Yeah, probably, you know, a little bit more of uh, I think we'll probably talk some video games, too, in that a little BlizzCon talk. Uh, oh yeah, a little,
0: uh, little, Halo. You know, they re- released all the Halo games on Xbox One.
1: Oh, you know what they also did too uh, is uh, they they did the HD Halo Two uh, cutscenes. Have you seen those yet? Oh no, dude, gorgeous. I mean, like insane. In fact, I I dedicated an hour yesterday just sitting back and watching those things. Nice, like a little mini movie. Special thanks to Mike Schmidt for providing our outro music, SoundCloud.com slash Mike Schmidt. Also uh, to Woo Kim, who prepares our show notes. Guys, you guys are part of our Flash TV Talk fam- Flash family, uh, and we greatly appreciate you guys for it. And, of course, stick around after the outro music for spoilers on next week's episode. But if you don't want to be spoiled, don't worry. We'll be back in a flash. Episode six, the flash is born bell. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that uh, next week, we're going to start calling him the flash.
0: <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm ready. I've, I've, I've been waiting like this whole, the streak thing. And now nah, I'm done. I'm done with that. I'm ready for the flash.
1: No more streaking for you. You're ready for Barry to go ahead and start flashing people. <laughs>
0: I wanted to make that joke.
1: Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> look, the entire internet's making that joke. We can't. Uh, <laughs> we can't claim it.
0: <laughs> no more streaking. It's time for flashing. <laughs> that's right.
1: <laughs> um, let's see. So next week he's oh, gonna. Dude,
0: that's our fifteen second. That's our fifteen second uh, recap for the next one. What's that? Just have a dude streaking across like a, a football field or something like that <laughs> and then and then like the last two seconds is just like the same guy like trench coat walks up and he's got like a flash costume underneath it
1: <laughs> um yeah no i, I think uh, i think that's something to consider it's good funded uh okay so uh it'll be guest starring greg finley who is going to be playing the character of girder now Gerder's an interesting character it was actually created by jeff johns so uh it'll Thanks. be fun to see this character brought to life in a in a unique way i'm sure absolutely Greg Finley, of course, uh, from Starcrossed, um, is playing Tony Woodward, and that is uh, that is going to be Girder.
0: Uh, yeah, you know, I actually got the hero click of Girder uh, in, in the. In oh, the did set- you really? Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, 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 let's see. TV Line describes him as someone who's bully, uh, who would bully Barry when they were kids. Now, as a result of a twisted fate, he has become a girding luckhead who loves destruction. And an unstoppable force, who can transmutate any part of his body to solid steel. Now, you know, in the in the um, in the trailer that we mentioned earlier in newsflash, uh, we did get a chance to see some quick shots of Barry going up against kind of this me- metallic man, which I can kind of assume would be Girder. What do you think, Bell? I mean, this is gonna give uh, this is gonna give Barry a chance to try to actually fight somebody. I mean, you can't run up against a steel wall.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, honestly though, I was kind of disappointed with how Girder looked. Because the way I'd always interpreted him and seen him in comics and stuff, he looks more like permanently metallic. As He's opposed more to machine
1: able... than Madden.
0: Yeah, he's more good now than Madden. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, so so uh, I was reminded that pretty much of absorbing Man from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. when I saw yeah, him.
1: Yeah, yeah, hey. and the trailer, Man, looks exactly like that.
0: Yeah, so I was thinking, okay, kind of been there, done that. I was. I, I kind of wish they had taken a little bit of a different approach. But, you know, you're absolutely right, though. That the main thing that I'm ready to see here is Barry fighting somebody
1: you know one thing i would like is um in in from what we've seen he looks kind of metallic and chrome almost like a colossus from that standpoint yeah i hope that by the end of the episode perhaps there's something that happens to him that causes him to rust because the girder from the comics is not all shiny he's much more rusted over
0: yeah he looks like a old rusted steel I beam
1: yeah that's exactly it um, so we'll, we'll see where they go with it, but, uh, man, one way or the other, the flash is born. They will, um, like I said, I think we can assume that he will get that superhero moniker. Um, you know, Iris even said this last past episode that the, uh, she's keeps on doing what she's doing because people need to know that he exists. So if he actually steps up and says, I am the flash, you know, and actually kind of makes a presence for himself as a superhero with a, you know, with a name and a title on everything. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the goal there is to actually shut down Iris's blog.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. He's doing this as a move to protect Iris because if he comes out in public and says, hey, look, here I am, suddenly you're going to have everybody talking about him, and it's going to be a lot harder to distinguish Iris's writing from everyone else's.
1: Yeah, could be. Uh, well, man, I think that's pretty much it for this week.
0: If you guys want some more Flash-tastic awesomeness, be sure to tune in next week to Flash TV Talk.
1: Flash-tastic outro, copyright Matt SC.